0: you do you let true green do your lawn care visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed extending the truce the hope his parties involved could agree with another extension farewell to a first lady mr carter will attend that special service Artificial intelligence at the doctor's office. AI is here to help us. People look at AI and say, it's as good as me. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan. With the CBS World News Roundup, a temporary truce in Gaza is holding. Hours after a two-day extension was announced, CBS's Holly Williams says it allows more time for aid trucks to enter and for released hostages to leave. Another 11 hostages were handed over by Hamas last night, including eight children. The youngest, a pair of twins, just three years old. Israel's held up its end of the bargain by releasing 150 Palestinian prisoners, many of them teenagers. Some jailed for minor offences like throwing stones, others for more serious acts of violence. But it's bittersweet for many hostage families. This was Hadass Calderon last night. When she learned her daughter Sahar and son Erez were going to be released. Yet their father Ofer is believed to remain in captivity. Iris Weinstein Huggy told us there's been no news at all. Her 70-year-old mother Judy is believed to be one of the American hostages. The hostages that were released didn't see her didn't hear about her. CBS's Nancy Cordes at the White House. So far just one American, four-year-old Abigail moore has been released and that's been disappointing for White House officials who were originally optimistic that two American women would also be freed in the first four days of this pause. Now they say they're still hopeful that those women will be among the 20 women and children released today and tomorrow now that the pause has been extended by at least two days. The man accused of shooting and wounding Three men of Palestinian descent in Burlington, Vermont, pleaded not guilty to attempted murder charges, and it's possible hate crime charges could be brought in the case. Last night, a vigil was held for one of the wounded men at Brown University, where he's a student. really shows how unsafe we are, especially at a place so near to here and with a person so near to so many of our hearts. The event was interrupted when the school's president spoke. Students demanding Brown divest its endowment from companies linked to Israel. There are new developments this morning in the investigation into the deadly wildfires that ravaged Maui. Here's CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. Sources told us some Maui County officials are being what they called uncooperative. One subpoena was served to the Emergency Management Department, where radio communications that could have saved lives were seemingly not being monitored at the time of the fire. A second subpoena was also issued to the Department of Water Supply. This may be tied to a probe looking into why La Highness fire hydrants lost pressure. It'll be a day of tributes today at the Carter Center in Atlanta. Mourners have filed past Rosalind Carter, the former first lady who died last week at 96. Oh, I definitely said a prayer. I want to be part of a historic moment. Not everybody can pay their respects to the first lady of the United States. A special service will be held there today. Former President Carter, at age 99, is expected to attend. A private funeral and burial is set for tomorrow. Now overseas to Moscow, where a court today extended the detention of Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich until January 30th. He's being held on espionage charges. The U.S. government considers him wrongfully detained. He was taken into custody last March. It's an early taste of winter in many parts of the country. Meteorologist Stephanie Abrams at the Weather Channel. 10 to 20 degrees below average, even for places like Tampa, Florida, with our high topping out at 59 degrees. Otherwise, we're talking 20s and 30s from Michigan to Massachusetts. And the cold air in the Midwest is going over relatively warmer lakes, and we'll continue to crank out that heavy lake effect snow today and tomorrow. This podcast is supported by FedEx. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. There's word rescue teams using drills have broken through a mountain of debris to reach 41 construction workers who've been trapped in a collapsed mountain tunnel for more than two weeks in northern India. The idea now is to pull them out one by one through a narrow passage. The chairman of the Water Authority in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, confirms one of its booster stations was hacked, apparently, by an Iranian-backed cyber group, which posted a message on its computer system. Stating that our system had been hacked by legal right from the cyber avengers, down with Israel. Officials say there's no risk to the water supply. They say it could have been targeted because it uses components made by an Israeli firm. Families of children and adults killed in the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre have made an offer to conspiracy theorist Alex Jones to pay a fraction of the 1.5 billion dollars in legal judgments they won against him. Lawyers for the families say in a court filing they would accept at least 85 million over 10 years. On the Health Watch this morning, CBS's Dr. John LaPook looks at the new impact artificial intelligence is having in the fight against breast cancer. Tahila Harris was only 32 when her mother died of breast cancer. My mom was very concerned about my level of risk. Harris gets screened regularly at Mount Sinai in New York, where AI is used to assist reading mammograms and breast sonograms. I'm like, sure, sign me up. Preliminary results from a study found physicians assisted by AI in mammography screening detected 20% more cancers. Why is that important? You might need less chemotherapy when you might not need a mastectomy. Dr. Lori Margulies is the director of breast imaging at Mount Sinai. People look at AI and say, it's as good as me. Why won't their jobs be eliminated? AI is not there to be empathetic. It just gives an opinion. You know, you want someone to come in and explain it to you. And if needed, hold your hand. AI with a human touch. Dr. John LaPook, CBS News, New York. Charities around the country hope people take a break from all the holiday shopping deals to make a donation today on Giving Tuesday. Lori Styron of Charity Watch says it pays to do some checking. Do a little due diligence and make sure that you're finding organizations that will spend the vast majority of what you give on legitimate programs and keep their overhead spending reasonable last year charities received three billion dollars in donations on giving tuesday this episode is brought in part to you by audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500 500. A music icon's song sheet could snag big bids at an auction this week. David Bowie's handwritten lyrics for Suffragette City and Rock and Roll Suicide just hit the auction block in London. The two tracks are featured on Bowie's 1972 album, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The Spiders from Mars. It's considered one of Bowie's best works. The lyric sheets include corrections, little notes and different drafts of verses. It was on display for years at a museum in London. Now auction organizers say it could fetch more than $100,000. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Stephen Colbert's return to late night after the writer's strike ended was interrupted by a case of COVID. Now the CBS Late Show host says this week's shows are canceled because he's recovering from surgery for a ruptured appendix. And that's the CBS World News Roundup for Tuesday. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.